You ready to get in the word today? Amen. Let's go. So turn to John chapter 16. John chapter 16 in verse 13. You know, we, we started this series. This will be the sixth week. This series is called The Person, Nature, and Work of the Holy Spirit. This will be the fourth time we've spent on being led by the Spirit of God. And I got to tell you, there's nothing more important than you learning how to be led by the Spirit of God. And this is something that happens progressively. You learn the voice of the Holy Spirit. You learn his leading. You'll learn about the voice of your spirit. The primary way that he leads you is by the inward witness. And that's really what we've been talking about. You know, there's other things. There's an inward voice, which is the voice of your spirit, which we call that our conscience. Uh, He leads us in dreams and visions. But the primary way that he leads you and I is the inward witness. And it's just, on, it's, it, he speaks to us on the inside. And so we must learn his voice. You, you learn that. It's a sensitivity that you maintain, but you learn that as you commit yourself to him. So if you want to live your own life, you're, you're never going to get very far as being led by the Spirit of God. If you'll notice, we've gone through the same scriptures over and over and over. It seems like every week the Lord will say some new things to me. Okay, in this scripture I want you to go and focus on this. So if you take all of these notes that you have, you'll get some good insight onto these scriptures. And remember, it's the Holy Spirit who brings revelation to all of it. But in John 16, verse 13, now this is last time Jesus is with his disciples before he goes to the cross. And look at what he says. It says, how be it when he, the the spirit of truth, that is the Greek word aletheia, the spirit of truth. This word aletheia means the unveiled reality. The manifested reality that we know from John 17, 17, that his word is truth. His word is the the manifested reality. His word is the unveiled reality. The reality, this word literally means the reality clearly laying before your eyes. This is a revealed truth. The reality Here's the last part of this word. The reality as pertaining to the facts that you can see. This is huge. Because here's the thing. The spirit of truth will cause you to look at symptoms in your body and see the reality of them. What is the reality? It'll cause you to look past any pain It'll it'll cause you to look past the doctor's report and so that you can see the reality that by his stripes you were healed. That you were redeemed from the curse of sickness and disease so it has no legal right in your body and you could take the word of God and speak it and the God of heaven will get that out of your body. Amen? Because he's already provided healing. Well, this is, this is the Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth. And it says He will guide you into all 
the truth. He'll guide you into all the manifested reality of the word of God. So what does all that mean? The Holy Spirit will always lead you right. Have you ever heard somebody say, well, you know, God told me to do this, and then they step out and they fail, proving forever that the Holy Spirit didn't lead them to do that because the Holy Spirit won't lead you to to do anything to fail. And we as charismatic Christians in all of our spiritual pride, we we need to get over ourselves and go, ooh, I just missed it. It's okay to miss it, right? Do you know if you're walking with the Lord, you're, you're going to, as you grow up, you're going to miss some things. So what? He has your back. Commit your ways to him, and you'll find that as you grow up, you'll learn his voice, and you'll miss it less and less. Even Paul, he, he's like, man, I tried to go here, but the Holy Spirit constrained me. You know, it just seemed right for me to go this way. You can see the leading in Paul's life. But you also see a pliableness in Paul's life. So so this is a huge thing. The Holy Spirit will always lead you right. When you learn his voice, it's a safe guide. He always leads you right. Isn't that good news? So you have the greater one on the inside of you who knows everything and will always lead you right. This is why this doctrine, uh, it's it's a doctrine of a demon. It's not the word of God. Well, you just never know what God's going to do. His ways are higher than our ways. Well, yeah, but read. that's what Satan does. He reads half of it, right? No, no, you got to go all the way with it. The, The Spirit of God reveals his ways, and his will. He's a safe guide. You can trust him. The Holy Spirit speaking to your spirit is the inward witness. That's what it is. As he shows your spirit things, it's the inward witness. This is the number one way that the Holy Spirit will lead you in life. Not by your emotions. See, it's interesting how everybody wants to be led outwardly. Oh man, I walked outside and I saw this rainbow hit a cloud that looked like this. And and God spoke to me that I need to do this. And then they go out and it fails. Right? Well, I was in Bible school and I just, you know, now I'm really not in the word and and I'm kind of all about myself and I've got my eyes plastered on what I'm supposed to do for God and it's all about me and now God told me to go start a church or go travel and minister and now I sit in my home wondering why nobody comes for 10 years, why nobody's inviting me to speak and I just sit there and I get mad Because of everybody else just missing it. When all the time, all I'd have to do is come to the Holy Spirit and go, okay, where am I missing it here? Right? And he'll start leading you. He'll start leading you. He'll help you get it right. So let's go to Romans chapter 8. This is another foundational scripture about the Holy Spirit. He's your guide. He guides you into all the truth. He literally reveals truth to you and I as it, as it pertains to the natural things that you're seeing in life. 
He'll tell you, what you're seeing there, don't put up with it. Change it. Speak to it. Tell it to get out of your life. Tell that mountain to move. Right? Or he'll give you the grace to go over that mountain. Whatever it is. He'll open doors that no man can shut. And this is what he really does is remember when he opens the word of God, the entrance of his word, Psalm 119, right? Verse 130, the entrance of his word gives light. So many believers who are not in the word of God, and, and if this is you today, if, if the word of God is not first place in your life, I don't care that you could quote some scriptures, but if, it, if you're not meditating in the word, if it's not first place in your life, you are walking in darkness, so get out of that. You can't see your path, and everything that you're trying to figure out, it just gets so confusing because you can't see. Here's the thing. God didn't call you to that. So rejoice. Don't beat yourself up. Rejoice about that and turn the light on. Well, how do I do that? You tell your body, you tell your emotions, I am hungry for the things of God. I'm going to pursue the Lord and all this stuff. And I'm telling you, as you start feeding on them, your flesh won't like it. Your flesh will scream at you. Your unrenewed mind will scream at you. The circumstances will scream at you. But you just stick with it. Because if you, if you make a choice, every moment of every day you'll get stronger. Pretty soon that light will start getting turned up. Things will not be so complicated. Fear will be dispelled. Faith is birthed. There's a boldness because you're getting to know him. And everything over time will change. That's the way it works. Romans chapter 8 in verse 14 is real interesting. Romans 8, 14 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God, or they are the sons of God. Now this word is interesting because how many of you know a Christian that you could literally say, well, I know they're a believer, but boy, they are sure not led by the Spirit of God. Absolutely. Actually, all of us could probably raise our hand for ourselves, couldn't we? At some time in our life. But see, the key is in this word sons. It's not a, a baby. It's not a toddler. Right? It, it's not even just a, a little boy. Or a little girl. No, this word sons means a coming of age, mature son of God. Now it's real interesting. Every believer, we learn from this scripture, every believer is to be led by the Spirit of God. See, part of yours and my spiritual development is learning how to be led by the Spirit of God. We have to learn this. The sign that you are growing spiritually. This is the, you could always tell if you're growing spiritually. Because here's the problem. You could be in church for 50 years and still be in diapers. Right? You could always tell. Wah, wah, wah. I don't like the color of the seats and I don't like the carpet. And man, no, 18 people didn't say hi to me when I walked in. Well, did you say hi to them? Well, no, that's just not my personality. Okay, come on in, the nursery's over here, we'll change your diaper and we'll, you know, we'll put some lotion on you and stick a bottle in your mouth. 
try to keep it in your mouth so you don't say anything stupid. No, I'm just teasing, right? <laughs> no, we've all been babies, but God wants you to grow up. But how you can tell if you're growing is to the degree that you're learning how to be led by the Spirit of God. Again, if you've been in church for 50 years and you're like, I have no clue what the voice of God is, I have to commend you today because you are 90% there right now. The mere fact that you know you're out to lunch. Because most believers, they walk in the church and they try to dress a certain way or look a certain way or smile because they want everybody to think they got it all together. But they sit there and go, man, I'd sure like to live like that, but I have no idea how. It's like the alcoholic, right? He's 90% there if he'll ever stand up and say, yeah, I can't, I can't control this myself. I need help. I, I can't control this alcohol. Praise God, you're almost there, brother. The drug addict that says, hey, I, I can't control. I can't, I can't be around this stuff because I can't control it. You're almost there, right? The person who's stuck in pornographic addiction. These are like the three major addictions in the earth today. Man, he's 90% there or she's 90% there. If they can say, hey, I, I just can't, I need help. I can't do this on my own, right? See, as a mature believer, you understand, I'm not trying to change myself. I'm going to take, I'm going to meditate in the word of God day and night. I'm going to keep it first place so that I could present my body a living, holy sacrifice so that my, so that the word of God can transform me and pull on the outside who I am on the inside. Because, oh, you'll really like who I am on the inside. Who you are on the inside is wonderful, right? Emotions are wonderful. They're never to guide you. The spirit of God is to reveal the word, and that's your guide. He's your guide. He guides you into the word, not your emotions. But, oh, following God will be, it'll give you wonderful emotions, right? But see, the enemy will try to twist those emotions to, make, to mess you up. The sign that you're growing spiritually is that you're being led by the Spirit of God. But here's the deal. Step number one is the Holy Spirit must have a position in your life where he rules and reigns in your life. Where you're not the boss, he is. So, so you are willing to submit, and you have to be willing to submit to him because he'll never make you. Because he's God and he won't ever violate your will. The Holy Spirit, he's going to lead you in how to grow up spiritually. You know, he's going to talk to you about walking in love. He's going to talk to you about how to walk by faith. He's going to talk to you about how you should forgive and how to stay free from offense. He's going to talk to you about how to feed on the word of God so that you can grow. He'll tell you what area to study in and all this stuff. And he'll tell you what to do and where to go and what to give and how to act and all this stuff. So the Holy Spirit will help me. See, he helps me do everything in him. Nothing apart from him. So you won't get to the natural things if you don't get the spiritual things. It's really hard to walk in the blessing of God if you refuse to forgive somebody. If you're always, always wanting to focus on what other people are doing wrong. It's really hard to embrace the love of God for you even if you are still allowing the hurt of your past to affect you. So 
but he doesn't expect you to, to fix it yourself. He expects you to give it to him so that he can fix it. Our job is to just be willing and obedient and to rest, to cease from our own works and only work out what he's working in. That's being led by the Spirit of God. Now, Romans 8, 16 tells us how to do this. And it says here, the Spirit himself, he's not an it, it's the Greek word autos, it means him, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. This is how, this is the inward witness. Why does it say this? That we are the children of God? Because you know, this, this word children is different than sons in the Greek. Remember in, in Romans 8, 14, the mature sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. This one says the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are, in the Greek, the little children of God. Why does it say that? Because the same inward witness, the same Holy Spirit that bears witness when you first got saved, when you were this little, little child of God, the same, the same thing on the inside of you that lets you know you're a little child of God is the same thing that's going to lead you as a mature son of God. Do you see that? This is, this is the way it works. See, I don't know that I'm saved because of a date that I prayed in the two-bedroom apartment where my mom and I lived in Chicago. That's not why I know I'm saved. I do remember it. I walked into the kitchen after church, and I had seen a little felt presentation on, on Jesus. I was four and a half years old, and, and I went in and I said, Mom, I, I want to I wanna receive Jesus into my heart. Well, I didn't even know what that meant. But I don't know that I'm saved because I know the date that I prayed. I know I'm saved because every day of my life, the Holy Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. And the same way that I know that, there's just an inward witness. There's an inward knowing I'm, I'm saved. Now, it's amazing what, 52 years later almost, I know more about what that means than I ever dreamed. And by July when it happened, I'll even know more. Because why? Because I'm learning how to be led by the Spirit of God and everything. Do you know Brother Hagen? it's so amazing. When we were in the pastor's group, now we heard our pastor say this in California. He was a crusade director for Brother Hagen. He, he you know, Brother Hagen and Miss Aretha would go vacation at their house in California and very close to them. And, and Brother Hagen would always say this, and he would, Pastor Mike would always say this about how Brother Hagen would never talk to them about doing, doing great things for God, but he would talk to them all the time about developing a great heart for God. And then when I got to Ramah, Brother Hagen would talk to us as pastors all the time. 
It's not about what you do for God and doing something great. Don't focus on that. You focus on having a great heart for him. And now I understand why. Because if I have, if my life is committed to him and the word has proved that out, now I'm in a position where I will learn how he leads me because I'm submitted to him. Boy, I hope I'm getting that out clear. That's so important. This is, see, a lot of believers know nothing about being led by the Spirit of God because they've never been taught these things. They've never been schooled in the Word of God. So there's no way they could know. I mean, I remember when I showed up at Foothill Family Church, it was then Word of Faith in, in Southern California, and I'm sitting under this pastor, and I am learning. I mean, I had heard stuff, but I had never, I've never heard it. I've heard it, but I never heard it. And I started hearing this stuff, and it changed my life, as it'll change yours. This is why, as a pastor, this is why it just burns in my heart. You know, Wednesday nights, we've been talking on healing. And now the Holy Spirit, we've been going for several weeks, and now the Holy Spirit's going, okay. So now I want you to teach on along the lines of faith. We're going to keep going from faith to healing and faith to healing because it all works together. The Holy Spirit wants you to lay hold of things in your life. Those things that are in your heart, he wants you to lay hold of every one of them. He wants you to walk in every one of them. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. This is how the Holy Spirit leads us. He bears witness with our spirit, and that is the inward witness. When he bears witness with your spirit, well, how does he do that? He, he opens the word of God that you're meditating in, that you've put first place in your life. He opens the word of God that you give your undivided attention to. He opens the word of God that you always have before your eyes, that you keep in the midst of your heart. And when he opens it and he unveils it, when he unveils the truth of it, that's the inward witness. And it literally will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. So if you want to be led by the Holy Spirit, here's the whole road to it. He leads you as you walk in fellowship. I saw this on the inside. This is why I do this all the time. He, you walk in fellowship with him. That's where it starts. It's, 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 you just get so passionate. See, what happens is you, you finally rest because you finally take your eyes off of all the stuff that you're trying to manage in your life. And you, tr you, f you just finally learn, oh my gosh, I could take my eyes off of that and not closely observe it. I just can focus on getting to know him and he'll work all of it out for me. That's the goal. That's the secret of walking with the Lord. The leading of the Holy Spirit that brings us into spiritual maturity is the same leading that we had when we first got saved. It's the same. Isn't that awesome? So you got to be taught. you got to be schooled in the Word of God so that you can develop your spirit to the point of knowing His voice. That's, that's what we're talking about today. Now, you don't have to turn there, but in Proverbs 20, 27... That's another major scripture. It brings this out again. 
it says the spirit of man is the lamp or the candle of the Lord searching all the inward parts of the belly. The Holy Spirit will enlighten your spirit. What does he light your spirit with? The word of God. The word of God is full of light. It's full of life. Amen. So now turn in your Bibles. I want to kind of go down this and go a little bit deeper in Psalm 37. So let's go to Psalm 37. We're going to start in verse 3 today. You guys doing okay? I just believe that God's bringing great clarity and simplicity to this so that you can, you can take, I would encourage you, go back, listen to this series, take notes, outline them. Your job is to make disciples, and this is a great subject to make disciples with. Psalm 37.3, we're talking about, we, we finished last week talking about desires. And we said the Hebrew word for desire, it parallels the same Greek word, desire, and it literally means a longing. Well, let me say it. I want to say it in the right, in the right order. A longing, a craving, and a yearning for something. We already talked about needs. Remember, needs in God's eyes are past tense. They're already, all your needs are already met. You don't have to ask him for them. You just thank him that they're met. And then get your eyes on, on him so that he can give you the desires of your heart. Because your desires, that's when a longing and a craving and a yearning for something comes out of your spirit, and that's how he leads you. I, I, there, there was a, there's a longing, a craving, and a yearning in my heart to pastor, to start a church, to pastor people. It, it's not gotten weaker, it actually gets stronger. Because I thank God multiple times every day for the honor of being a pastor. That he called me, that he put up with me, that he, he never gave up on me. On me. And, he, and, and at, at some point, now I'm actually walking in it. Now, and what's really cool is as, as I go, man, you know the Lord was talking to me this morning because I got a glimpse this morning in worship. Uh, the minute Teresa started singing, I can't remember the song you were singing, but I got a glimpse in my spirit of me in such a greater, greater measure, walking in such a greater measure that I am today. And it excites me. Now you see no way to walk that out. You're sitting here going, and you just get a glimpse. But it's so exciting because he'll walk it out for me. I'll just walk with him. And how do I do that? We walk together like this. Man, you, you become a world conqueror walking with him. You want to be a warrior? You want to be just a kick butt, get the devil out of your life person? Just take his hand and walk with him. And you'll move mountains because he'll move them through you. So Psalm 37.3, trust in the Lord and do good. Do you know if you don't trust in the Lord, you're not going to do good? right? You could say it this way, trust in the Lord and be a doer of his word. But if you don't trust in him, you won't have the courage or the boldness to step out and do his word, to love the unlovable, to forgive people that despitefully use you, to never be moved by outward things and to only be moved inward. Trust in the Lord and do good and so shall you dwell 
in the land. You'll be in your land and in your land and on your path is all the provision, all the protection, all the power that you will ever need. And verily, you shall be fed. This means you'll be pastored, you'll be shepherded. That means, what, is, what does that mean? Psalm 23 gives you a great picture. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. That means no lack in your life. That word want literally means I will not ever diminish, I will not ever decrease, I will never lack anything, ever. I love that. So you must do this first. The first step to being led by the Spirit of God is you have to trust Him and do good. There are many Christians who are trying to use their faith, I said this last week, who have never learned how to trust Him. See, you come to God first. I said this last week, it was so good, I had to say it again. You come to God first, and then you use your faith to believe God for what He has for you. But you first have to come to Him. He's got to be Lord, not you. Now, that, that's easier in some cultures. In America, that's not easy for us. You know, we watch TV and we see, we see a certain way people are. And they're a self-made man or a self-made woman. And they do things their way. And that's just not... You can do that. And man, people will look up to you on this earth. And, and wow, you could be this powerful man or woman in the earth. But I don't... Who cares about that? I want to change the earth. I want to be a powerful man of God, right? For you mothers, don't be a, just a natural mother and hope your kids turn out okay. Be a godly mother so that you know that your children will be taught of the Lord, that great will be the peace of your children, that they're divinely protected, that you know your authority and you can keep the junk out of their life. And if they're out blowing it, you know they're coming back and you know you can, you can speak over them and that same angel that encamps around about you because of your faith will go out and protect them while they're being stupid, right? And you don't have to, you don't have to tell them what to do. As a matter of fact, don't tell them what to do because the minute you tell them what to do, they stop listening to what the Holy Spirit's saying and they start opposing you, Amen. right? So this is, and but, but how do you do that? You'll always mess up in that area because you just love them so much. But no, if you're following the Lord, even if you mess up, you'll jump back and go, hey, sorry, right? And then you'll just go back to prayer. Until you get to the point where you can trust God for the essentials of your life, you'll never walk in the desires of your heart. So verse four says this now, delight yourself. You have to do this. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He'll give you the longings, the cravings, and the yearnings of your heart. And see, it's different because we all have desires. Many are the plans in a man's, in a man's mind, but it's the Lord's purposes that will prevail if he'll follow them. Right? Thank God for that. Because God knows you better than you know yourself. You yield yourself to God and he gives you the desires of your heart. That's how it works. But you have to yield yourself to God. See, this word delight, it literally means to make God the source of your joy, pleasure, and satisfaction. 
But the foundation of this word tells you how. It literally means to be pliable. In order to make God the joy, pleasure, and satisfaction of your life, you have to be pliable. You have to be willing to yield to him. When, when you're out doing something and he's bringing up the word going, hey, don't touch that. that that's that's going to create death in your life. You have to, even if your flesh likes it, you have to learn how to just yield to him. You know what? I think I really want that. But if you say I, that's not good for me, I'm just going to trust you. Right? So this is a huge thing. When you were saved, a divine hunger for God was part of who you are. Your spirit hungers and thirsts after the living God. If you're sitting here today going, Pastor, that's not true. I don't have any desire for the Lord. No, no, you do. That hunger for God has, is just buried under a bunch of stuff that you're eating that you think tastes better. That, that's what happens. The world is like junk food. Oh, it tastes great, but a lot of times it makes you sick. It leads you down a wrong path. I eat junk food for 30 years, and I'm loving every minute of it. Then all of a sudden, I have a heart attack, or all of a sudden, I die, right? All roads with the enemy lead to death. But you have the hunger. It's there. But in order to see that God is good, you got to taste. If you cannot trust God, if you cannot trust God to give you these desires, if you, that's where you are, it's because you're eating the wrong thing. That's all it is. And it's because you're not eating the right thing. You know, always test yourself where you are. Some people live their life like, it's, it's just like working out. Some people go to the gym and go, well, what am I going to do today? You know, you're never going to get very far there because you're never going to be able to, to really gauge yourself to see if you're advancing. But the Word of God gives you all kinds of things to tell you whether or not you're advancing in Him. And see, the enemy, if you ever mess up, he's just all over. He, he loves guilt, shame, and condemnation because it blinds you. You start to see how you are outwardly, but you're not seeing who you are inwardly. But if you see who you are inwardly, it will change who you are outwardly. And he knows that. See, you're a world overcomer. You're free. You're healed. You're delivered. There is no wounds in you. If you were to look at your spirit, you are woundless. And when you give him all of that junk, what happens is now your father will go in by his spirit and he'll pull out everything in your mind, all the subconscious, all those trees that he didn't plant that the enemy planted. No matter what they are, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, whatever they are. And when he pulls it out, he pulls it out by the root and all of a sudden you're just like, wow. It's, I, can, I can remember that that happened, but it's as if it didn't happen to me. Exactly. Because you're a new creature. Yeah, but it happened when I was born again. Guess what? When you got up today, you were brand new. And oh, by the way, from the last time I said that, again, now you're brand new. And oh, you're brand new again. And oh my gosh, you're brand new. And oh, Denise, you're brand new. 
Your spirit's being renewed day by day. That means all day, every day, your spirit's being renewed. God's saying, forget the past, everything's new. And Tony, everything's of God. So, so this is, see, do you see how God has made a way for you and I to live our life, be led by his spirit, doing one thing. Oh, Father, I just want to know you. And, and just, and as I get to know you, I'm going to walk out everything that you have for me to do. I will do things beyond my own ability. They that know their God will be strong, right? And they will do exploits. They'll do ex things beyond their own ability. Daniel 11:32. I love it. You be moldable in his hand, and he'll give you the desires of your heart. This is so... God wants to satisfy you from within. He doesn't want you satisfied from without. Because when you're satisfied, have you noticed if there's anything outward that can satisfy you? The minute it's over, you're not satisfied. And you want more. You eat, you eat these sweets that, man, they're so good. You can't stop eating them. And then all of a sudden you're like, ugh. Right? And so four hours later, you feel okay again. And what do you want to do? You go do the same thing, but it never satisfies. But inward things satisfy. In the same way, God wants you to be led from within, never from without. You don't need anybody to tell you what to do. You don't need, a, you don't need the skies to part and an audible voice. No, 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 no. You have the greater one on the inside of you. You have that sure guide that will never leave you. So that means if you feel lost right now, you're not because your guide is with you. And as you feed on the word of God, all of a sudden it's like you're turning up the light switch. It's really wonderful. It's, wonder, it's like a dimmer. You just get in chapter a day, then you grab a scripture and you think about it all day, and then you start reading a little bit more, and then you're listening. Every time you turn on your car, you're listening, and pretty soon when you're in the bathroom, you're listening, and then you know throughout your house, you're just listening. And what happens is, it just gets very bright, and all of a sudden you're like, wow, I know God loves me, and everything changes. Go to Jeremiah chapter 9. Jeremiah chapter 9. We're going to look at verse 23. Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23. It says this, Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might. Let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understands and knows me. I'm telling you, if you understand and know God, <laughs> you'll be wise, you'll be mighty, and you'll be rich. And then he goes on to say that I am the Lord 
which exercise loving kindness. Now that sounds really cool, but if you look at that Hebrew word, that Hebrew word means the Lord, I'm the Lord which exercises steadfast love. That means his love for you never wanes. I'm the Lord that exercises mercy. That word means mercy. I'm the Lord that exercises faithfulness. He's always faithful. I'm the Lord that exercises goodness. And I'm the Lord that exercises devotion. The God of heaven is saying, I am devoted to you. Isn't that amazing? Why? Because you're his child. He loves you. And he's always good. And he knows just what you need. He knows what you're going to need. And he's got it if you'll just let him do it. And then it also says that I'm the Lord that exercises judgment. Now I delight in that because if you look at the context of this passage of scripture, he delights in judgment. And you know, this is why I love it. Because Satan has been judged. He's defeated. He can't stop any of this coming to you. I love, Father, I'm so glad that you are the God which exercises judgment. You have judged him. He's defeated. Jesus reduced him to nothing. And now I have been given authority in the name of Jesus over him. And he will never stop me. Isn't that awesome? I love that. And I also love the fact that God is the God that exercises righteousness in the earth. God says, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. So how do you get from where you are to delighting in God? I'm glad you asked. Number one, you got to hear the word to delight in it. You must hear the word to delight in it. So always be hearing the word. Number two, you must always be meditating in the word. You only have to meditate as a believer, right? Two times a day, day and night. Meditation in the word of God causes you to understand the word so that you could become a doer of the word. You've heard me say this, meditating in the word will build a bridge that you can walk on to take you from being a hearer to a doer. It'll bring healing and wholeness in your life in every area, because what it does is it'll show you that you are the healed and you are whole. And all those plants that are, that are lies of the enemy will be pulled out. As the, word brings, as the word brings results in your life, you delight in it. So you delight in it by being in the word, by meditating in the word, and by rejoicing and being thankful in the results of the word. 